Welcome to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast, hosted by myself, Sebastian Bates, and Timothy Fair Matthews. A podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We're launching our podcast with a series of raw but real interviews with some of the world's leading business mentors, industry experts, and entrepreneurs with incredible stories. Our goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain. So if it's your first time joining us, make sure you go back to episode one and don't miss a thing as you listen to incredible insights from our speakers. This is the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Timothy Fair Matthews and welcome to the FTNX Academy. We are doing our first Friday feature today and uh, we've got an amazing person with us. She's a good friend. Her name is Lindsay Trevers and she is the co-founder of The Tasting Class. They provide educational, fun wine tasting experiences. Uh, in 2019, Lindsay was named Cater Middle East Top 50 Most Influential F&B People. Uh, they provide large events, corporate hospitality, private in-home tastings, and provide also internationally recognized qualifications. And one of the most important things they're doing right now with pivoting online is they're also doing virtual tastings. Lindsay, how are you? Great, Timothy. How are you? Yeah, really, really good. How's your day gone? Oh, pretty good. Just uh, enjoying some home time while slightly working a bit too. <laughs> That's good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. lots of home time at the minute. So yeah. um, thank you so much for coming on uh, on the group. Um, it's great to introduce you to everyone. So, I mean, just to, just to give context to everyone what's going on in this talk, we're going to talk a little bit about what Lindsay's done to pivot online. She's also become an F10X Evolve founding member, and we'll go into a little bit more detail about what that is a bit later on. But first of all, Lindsay, give us a bit, I mean, I've, I've kind of given a run through of the tasting class anyway, but please tell us a little bit more about what you guys do. Um, it would be great to kind of share that with the group. Yes, yeah, so we're based in the United Arab Emirates, and we are uh, a company here that provides uh, educational tasting experiences, largely around alcohol. So we do a lot of wine, gin, whiskey, and beer. Uh, and we do those, everything from sort of in-home tastings that are quite fun for, for a special birthday through to corporate events, through to intimate educational events in public, through to huge, well, we used to do huge uh, wine tasting events in, in public, as well as uh, offering internationally recognized qualifications on behalf of the Wine and Spirit Education Trust. So building up sommeliers in the region and also educating people who, who want to take their education a bit more seriously here. And, that's, and those qualifications you can actually get here, but they're recognized globally. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. They're um, one of the, I guess, two main industry standards globally. They're the best. Uh, it's one of the two best known programs. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So um, speaking of large events, uh, I know we helped you out with you guys covering uh, an event you launched quite recently. And obviously, I imagine that would be much further along if it wasn't for coronavirus, sadly. But do tell us a bit about that. So what, what's that called? Uh, so we did the Vine Trail not long ago, we were about to, we were just getting geared up for the second one um, when when this all hit. But the first one was, yeah, we were really incredibly happy with the success of it. Basically, people arrived, they were handed a glass, and then they got to visit different stations that were spread out around um, the terraces at Emirates Golf Course. And uh, they got to taste a number of wines and all of the wines were being poured by um, by people with wine qualifications because we have access to them. Uh, so it was a great opportunity to taste a lot of wines available in the region and also ask your questions in, a, in what I hope people 
find as a, a non-intimidating, really conversational environment. It's such a unique event. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't know, but I mean, is this sort, is this done somewhere out somewhere else in the world? I know it's the first for this region, or is this something yeah. you've, you guys have come up with? Yeah, this is. Oh, I wish I could say that it was an original idea, but this is done uh, internationally, and. Um, it is done internationally for consumers, but this is really like the way that the trade tastes. This is a great way for um, if you're a distribution company to bring a bunch of sommeliers together and let them just go crazy tasting everything. But it's so fun for consumers as well, um, especially here where um, there isn't so much of that around. And also it's very hard to communicate about what is going on if that is your particular interest due to the advertising laws around uh, directly beverage-related events and programs. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, the event, uh, I mean, I haven't attended it, but I think on the next one, hopefully when these things get back to normal, um, I can't wait to go to one. I mean, it must be one of the hardest things to do, like if you're really into wine, getting the chance to try so many different bottles because especially in this region, things are, can be quite expensive if you're like in restaurants and things. So this this event is obviously a great format for that, to be able to try so many different types. How many How many wines did you actually have there at the event? We had 33. They were all Italian at that event. Um, yeah, 33 different wines. And and totally, I think, you know, one of the complaints that I hear from people in this region is like, oh, there's no good wine here. But but there's loads of good wine here. It's just sort of um, making sure that people have access to it and, and that they're willing to give it a try and setting up an environment where people can try unusual grape varieties or new regions without having the pressure of needing to buy a bottle that they might hate. So they can just have a sip and then next thing you know, they're into wines from Puglia and they're trying Primitivo and, and, uh, and breaking out of their comfort, comfort zone. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, of course. That sounds good. So tell me one of the reasons why you got into this. I mean, it's a very unique, um, field you're in, especially in this region. So tell us a little bit your your story about how you ended up here, how long ago was that, and why you do what you do. Uh, well, I got into wine. Um, I was working in a restaurant, and that's I'm from a small town in Canada. I didn't really know uh, about the how big and wonderful the wine industry is. But when I got a job at this high-end steakhouse, that's where I learned what a sommelier was. And I started traveling the world to learn more about wine while I decided what I would do when I grew up. And then I grew up and I just stayed with wine. And so moving here um, was, it was a bit of a risk. We moved um, as a bit of a career choice for my husband. And then, um, uh, and I wasn't even sure if I'd be able to work. But once you arrive, you start realizing that there is wine here. There's just a lot of rules about how it has to be handled. Um, and I struggled to find my community of people that love wine and, and drinking it in this way where you're really thinking about it and trying to learn while you drink. So I started the tasting class back in 2015, I think. And um and uh, it was just about kind of creating this community where people really could gain more education because I felt my personal education was stifled. And I quickly realized that I was in a position having already 10 years experience back then to to actually teach the people here. So I carried on with my uh, teaching qualifications and slowly but surely built our community of wine lovers and our reputation in the region. And then from wine, we've expanded into whiskey, which is very important here. Gin, which has been um, since COVID came, we've been doing so many gin tastings uh, online, wow. of course, and uh, and then beer as well. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you, you must be quite heavily involved with the hospitality. Obviously, you are because you, you're working uh, and, and doing corporate tastings and you're working with hotels quite a lot. So tell us a bit about that. And I'd love to actually know if you can, what, what was business like before coronavirus hit? How were you guys doing? What, what was, what was kind of mainly the bread and butter? I'd love to know that. 
Yeah. Uh, we do work very closely with the hospitality industry because um, for public events, of course, we need to be in a licensed venue. So we have a number of venue partners around the city that we work with, depending on if we need something small or large, intimate, uh, the different locations of the city that people prefer. Um, and then before this happened, we were um, so incredibly busy. I, you know, it's always like when starting a business, it's just like pushing till you get the next little win. And and right before this, we had done um, 14 events in 10 days um, with a team of three people. So it was really busy, really good times. I, I, I'm sure we're all wondering what position we'd be in if this hadn't happened. <laughs> but uh, wow, okay, so I, sorry, it was breaking up. I don't know if that, the connection is quite stable for you. So. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you sorry, can't hear me. I lost you a bit there. So I think the, the last, no. last thing I've got there, sorry, I apologize, I missed a little bit of that. So you, yeah. I think I heard you said you did last uh, did 14 events in the last 10 days or something, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so just on the back of that, we just wonder, um, you know, we were just totally run ragged, but it was really exciting. Um, and we just can't help but to wonder where we would be if, if COVID hadn't hit, which is I'm sure what a lot of people are, are dealing with at the moment. Um, but yeah, everything was feeling really positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starting to get more um, corporate clients as well. Uh, we do a lot of private clients and and we were just really gaining some steam with uh, corporates as well. So the last thing I got from you, I'm sorry if you have to repeat yourself a little bit. You were saying that you were pretty busy up until the virus hit. I think that was uh, gathered and you guys were obviously going from strength to strength. I've seen what you guys have become in the last I think I've known you about five years now, um, and it's a, you know it's amazing to see the journey that you guys have come from and the following you've now gathered. But I'd love to know a little bit how how has the virus affected you guys? Because I mean, a lot of this FTNX Academy support group is focused around people being supported in the pandemic, how they're pivoting online. So I'd love to know kind of like what was the initial problem for you guys and what have you done to pivot? Well, we. Um all of our events require people to come together. Everything we do, whether it's a, a classroom session or a or a public event, requires people to come together. So uh, we immediately had all of our events canceled, um, and just you know, it was difficult to like make that call uh, to make the responsible decision. And what point is it that we need to start taking this really seriously? But you know, in the end, everything that we had lined up was canceled. So we suddenly had a lot of time to like re focus how we would pivot online and um yeah and it it was a bit rough at first but we i feel we did move quickly yeah so we, we uh carry on sorry so you so you've actually you've moved into some virtual tastings i'd love to know a bit more yeah. about that so what are you guys doing there well the the first thing we did when this happened was we just um got online and started doing free tastings we just wanted to remind um people that engage with us that we are still here and we you know we can still um, taste with you from home and we can still uh, work with what resources we have in the region to make sure that we're still enjoying wines together and learning as we go. So uh, just starting with the free tastings uh, with the idea that we would pivot to paid tastings online uh, and that that has worked. We're pretty busy. We've got um, online tastings most nights. So it's normally like groups of friends who are apart, but at least they can do this together and it kind of gives some context and an activity to to the the call so we've been doing loads of online tastings mostly with wine and uh and gin gin tastings have been so popular 
um, just from home for people for the most part. And we also managed to get um, a couple of our WSET courses online, which I think has, has worked out quite well because um, lots of couples who are quarantined together, they've just decided to do the course together as something to do. And, um, and also when we normally do the course, it's very intense because people come to school for the day and we just like pound through that course. Whereas this day, this way we're able to break it up into smaller segments, which I think is a little bit easier on students to process all the information. So yeah, it's, it's gone quickly. And then of course we've, uh, we've just made a new online course with F10. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll get onto the course a little bit later. I'm really excited to show everyone what, what we've been making with you guys. So, um, mm. but I mean, going back to this, like the virtual tasting, it's, I mean, in a way it's kind of, um, in a way, because you've been removed from socially being with your clients, you've actually now made the community stronger because everyone's now had to adapt online. And, and you know, in quarantine, I mean, I, as myself, I experienced it myself, it was very hard to feel connected with the friends and family. And without things like Zoom and stuff and these live interviews, it's, it makes it obviously would have made it a lot harder. So do you think you'll probably keep some of these methods still around, even if things go back to normal? Or do you think you'll just completely pivot back? Um, I think it depends what our clients want. So I think um, I think we'll continue doing this because what I have seen is that people use this as a way to connect with their friends and family internationally. So um, and you know like you know the obligatory weekly call to your you know folks can get a little bit like what do we talk about now where you want to stay in touch whereas this way it's a bit more of an activity. So I do think that will that will keep going and and I'm really happy to to keep doing that. And then it just depends what people want in this region. Some of my clients are just like, we just want to get back out, want to get tasting. I'm sick of being at home where others are much more cautious. And they're just like, well, you know, that's great that uh, things are opening up, but we're not, we're not ready to head out yet. And there's still, you know, we still have bookings two weeks away, three weeks away from now. So, so I guess we're going to keep doing it for the foreseeable future. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great idea. I think it's, I mean, I had a lot, I, I actually, you know, going to confess guys, I actually, my mum, uh, uh, be hosted by, uh, uh, Lindsay back in December when she came out for Christmas and we had such an amazing time. So I, I can't recommend, uh, if you're ever curious about doing one of these, I haven't done the virtual online one yet, but I'm going to do that quite soon. It sounds pretty fun. Um, but the actual tasting experience was, was fantastic. So, I mean, tell us a bit more about who you kind of worked with, because you, you do obviously work with hospitality. You do a lot of private tastings. You do corporate tastings as well. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. What's what's the corporate tasting? Uh, well, um, it's normally a company that wants to entertain their clients uh, and they don't want to do it in like a pushy way. They just want to have a reason to to get together and, and forge a bond. So we work with... Um, wealth managers, we work with design companies, uh, we work with um, banking, we work with uh, uh, sort of like food distribution companies when there's big um, conferences coming through town. So just whoever has that right demographic that would want to participate in something like this to add a little bit of, uh, you know, to shake up the, the, you know, let's get together for drinks, like give it a bit more reason and, and insert a little bit of approachable education with it where it's not too serious. I think a lot of people are afraid that, um, you know, doing a wine edu tasting is going to be very serious, but we really, you know, we adjust, we roll with what our client wants. If they are very serious, then we're going to be serious, but most of them just want to learn a few things and have a laugh. And, and, uh, and hopefully by the end of it, wine will seem like a slightly less intimidating thing for them. Uh, so we've been doing corporate tastings. Of course, we get together when we can, uh, everything from like groups of like 10 up to 80. We do whether they're guided tastings. We also do these blind tasting classes, uh, which are more of like a fun 
activity that anyone can participate in. Uh, but since we've um, been uh, in lockdown, we've been doing a lot of gin tastings, which they f find is quite, um, I guess, economical because uh, they just have to make sure that all of their everyone attending has the gin and the garnishes and some tonics. Uh, and they've been providing them smaller sample bottles as opposed to getting a full big bottle of it. So it's been, I think, a really fun, affordable way to stay engaged with clients. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, it, it's obviously, it obviously proves dividends what you guys are doing and how you pivoted has really done well for the brand. I mean, talking from a hospitality point of view, I know I've got a few friends in that industry and they're really struggling. So if, is there any advice that you feel that you could add to the group or share with regards to how you guys have, have like almost evaluated and structured your approach with going online and doing these testings? Like you mentioned something earlier about asking what your clients want, which I mean, it's kind of, it sounds like a quite basic, but that's, that's obviously, you know, a fundamental part of the process. Right. But I mean, love to hear a bit more about what you, what, what advice you can share for brands maybe struggling in a similar industry. Um, I think one thing that we have in common with with some of the hotels and restaurants that we work with, and of course, it's um, incredibly difficult right now for for restaurants. But what we've seen is that the restaurants that have this loyal community and following like we have, those are the ones where like the people start kind of coming out of the woodwork. They want to support you. They want to be involved. They'll they'll do whatever they can to do their little bit to make sure that you succeed. And and I think in a time like this, it's um, you know, important to like have that emotional connection with your, with your clients almost. So um, we're incredibly grateful for our community and, and something we've been trying to do through this is to engage that community. And we do a lot of work with um, uh, one restaurant in particular, Boca, who of course um, are closed at the moment, but opening Sunday. And, uh, and I had gone in there the last kind of few days before they really had to close down. And it was amazing to see just all of their like regulars were like trying to get in for one last meal and, and also buying gift vouchers. Cause you know, they know they're going to go back when the time comes, but just to try to help them through this tough time, because the overheads in restaurants are just astronomical. And, and luckily for us, we've, you know, tried to keep our overheads pretty light over the years, which has really, really saved us at this time. It's been easy to yeah. kind of hold, that's, hold that's down. Amazing. I, I, you know, I think it's great that you're actually giving back and supporting the suppliers and the other people you work with. I mean, I'm seeing a big trend in this group that people are really big on associations uh, and collaborations, mm. uh, especially mm -hmm. with other entities. And you guys, you know, that's your model anyway, even before the pandemic. I mean, how many, how many restaurants and hotels do you work with? Um, we probably work with about five regularly. I will admit um, when we first started, we were jumping around to different restaurants and hotels all the time. But over time, you know, you find out who you enjoy working with and and who's going to, uh, you know, do their part to make sure that the events are successful. So we we tend to have a few that we work with uh, continuously now about five different ones that we work with uh, frequently. But uh, in terms of the actual, uh, the collabs, we've been doing a lot of collaborations, especially when it first happened and everyone just wanted to like be online and be visible. So with our home tastings for a while, we were doing lots of kind of uh, partnerships with restaurants where people could order the food and then we would do a food pairing in addition to the wine. So it became a bit of a date night, uh, wow. but yeah. And everyone had so much steam when, when it first happened. But I think, in recent times, uh, that's all slowed down a little bit, probably because there there is so much struggling going on. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Yeah. But I mean, people yeah. still need to have fun, otherwise they're going to go crazy, right? And I, yeah, I mean, I mean, your your idea of fun is obviously to sit down with a nice glass of wine, isn't it? So, 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's the same for many people. I mean, so I mean, I think what the, I mean, the collaboration's key. I think what you said is is, is you know really hits home. I think anyone who's in this industry, any industry, I, I think it's you, the more you can collaborate, the more you can add value because that's what you mm. guys are doing. Even with the home tastings to start with, I mean, the, the, are these paid or are these free? These online uh, these online tastings. Uh. At the moment, we're doing one free tasting a week um, on Facebook and Instagram at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. Um, yep. Next, uh, This Tuesday, we're going to do how to pair wine to Asian cuisine. So we'll be sampling three different wines from MMI. Um, but we always, in case people don't have access to the same wines as us, we always suggest other wines that you can look out for um, so that you can participate. And, and hopefully people order their favorite kind of Asian cuisine to go along with it. But yeah, one... At first, we were doing three free tastings a week, but um, but we've kind of pulled back on that because we achieved our goal of getting the word out there that we do um, paid private tastings. So we've had to make a little more room and time for those. So we're still doing one free tasting a week, and um, and then otherwise uh, we're just scheduling with our clients. We're we basically halved our normal rates. If we're doing the in-home tastings, we charge 150 dirhams per person, and we bring all of our beautiful Riedel glassware. Uh, but now, you know, we can't bring our beautiful Riedel glassware. So it's now 75 dirhams per person. Um, and uh, and then we just guide you on what you need to have at home in order to do the tasting. They last about an hour and a half. Uh, again, the Gin 101 course has been by far our most popular tasting over this time. It, it sounds like, um, I mean, I, I know you guys are incredibly active on social media. I mean, would you say anyone in this industry um, would struggle to probably do well if they weren't on social? Like, How important has that been for you guys? Yeah, it's um, it's incredibly important. I think our, um, our presence on Google has been a little bit more useful for us, but but just getting the word out because every every client and every additional person you can reach and every additional person that knows about you is is really um, hard one. And uh, and with what we do in the alcohol industry, you know, we can't just buy followers. We can't just take out a paid ad. So our reach is entirely organic. And even though it's been a hard slog, I'm really proud of, of the numbers we've achieved and how engaged our audience is. And, and uh, for that reason, it does feel like a very real community. Um, uh, but social, yeah, to stay in contact, let people know what's coming up to just grab their attention for that one minute where they might uh, engage with you, whether it's a free tasting or paid tasting, or even just sort of be aware of you and have you in mind for the future is uh, social has been so important for that. Amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you guys keep up with it all. I mean, you guys are so busy and so active. So um, I'm very proud of you guys knowing that we're, we're close friends anyway, I know, but I mean, it's amazing to see how far you guys have come. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about kind of what we're doing with you as well. Um, so uh, just to give everyone a bit of context, the FTNX Academy has actually launched um, recently a new uh, product called the FTNX Evolve package. Uh, and Evolve is basically what we're trying to do is get businesses to evolve by going online, creating an asset that they can also create a stable income from. So Lindsay uh, obviously has been uh, kind enough to be one of our founding members. She signed up um, a couple of weeks ago and we have shot Oh, we've been working on something pretty uh, pretty amazing over the last couple of weeks. So tell us a bit more about that and, and your reasoning for that. That would be great to hear before I show people the teaser. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, developed a 23-part um, wine course that you can do online in your own time in uh, with F10. And uh, our point of difference, I've, I feel, well, I've, I've put a lot of my like best moves into it that I would normally do at our home tastings. Uh, and it's it's a... What we, yeah, where do we go with this? It's just getting people drinking 
uh, good wine, helping them to find out what they should drink. A lot of my clients, they just kind of want to know what to order at dinner and they want to kind of know what to look for. How do they know if a wine is any good? And they just like a little more insight into what the most popular wines are and how do you know if it's a good one or not and how much should you be spending? So it's just um, an introduction to um, some tips on serving wine, some tips on buying wine, the best regions, like just quickly getting getting to the stuff that's going to help you find good wines easily and quickly, depending on the style of wine that you like. So you can drink along with it. You can take tasting notes along with it. Um, and we just teach you how to taste and what you're looking for as well. And it all like if you just plowed through it all uh, without doing the exams, uh, I think it's about three and a half hours of video footage. Wow. So it's it's a thorough course, but um, it's also not too daunting, I hope. That's great. No, for, for someone who's a complete wine novice, I mean, I'm looking forward to going through the program myself as well. So, I mean, you've kind of structured this course around kind of like the common questions you get asked, I guess, as a sommelier. Like, like you said, mm. people don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what to buy. They don't know how to pair it. So this, this course encompasses all of that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I can, I still remember when I didn't know anything about wine and, and my approach to it and what I wanted to know and, and where I was intimidated. Uh, and so I've kind of, you know, over the years, I always try to teach from that perspective in the first place. And so I've put a lot of that into this. And, um, you know, with some ways of wine education, it's, it's simplified to the point where it's just like, you know, this grape tastes like this, and then they move on from it. But for me, and I think for uh, my clients, it's important to kind of understand why we like this sort of wine and, and what's made this wine famous and what's important about it historically or for where it comes from. So we just focus on some real like key hard hitting takeaways that we can give for every style of wine to get people drinking the good stuff sooner. Amazing. Yeah. So what yeah. I'm going to do, guys, I'm just going to actually send you, I'm actually going to just now play the 60, well, the, the, the pitch that we made for the actual course with Lindsay. So enjoy. Uh, this is their advert going out. You might have seen it on social media uh, already. I think it was launched two, three days ago, right, Lindsay? Yeah. Not so long ago. So enjoy this, guys. The number one question I get asked about wine is what one's my favorite? I'm like, just one? <laughs> <laughs> This course is designed to get you drinking good wine fast. You're gonna gain more knowledge about wine and gain confidence when talking about it. I want you to feel excited when ordering a wine off a menu or in a store, not intimidated by it. What I love most about wine is how many parts of our lives it's relevant to. We celebrate with it, we relax with it, we break bread with it, it makes any meal an occasion, if we look, it tells a story of our history and culture. Above all else, it just tastes great. Wine doesn't have to be mega expensive. I mean, it helps. But there are good wines at every price point. We just have to know what to look for. In this course, I just want to clear the fog and give you a solid understanding of the most popular types of wine around. But most of all, I want you to have fun with wine. Branch out, try new things. I want to give you the confidence to be able to choose the wine for any situation. I want you to feel excited to not just share a drink, but to share the wine you have chosen with other people. I'm Lindsay from The Tasting Class, and I cannot wait to share my passion for wine with you. Well, that looks really, it makes me want a glass of wine, if I'm honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, that was launched a couple of days ago. Um, I mean, I, I know the response online has been, everyone's quite uh, excited to see the, the launch of this course. I know it's very soon. Um, but I mean, ultimately, the, the, the goal of this, guys, was to ensure that Lindsay had an asset that she could then put online and then then tap into a global audience, which um, I know you're doing the online virtual tastings, but beforehand wasn't possible. So we're hoping um, this will do very well, and I'm sure it will. We've got, uh, we've, got, we've got the support of the F10 team behind you. But tell us a bit about some of the friends and family and some people that have uh, responded to the advert. I'd love to know kind of what, what people's response have been so far. Oh, it's been really positive um, from our our community, which we um, which we've been building up over the years. So people are just happy to see us. Um, you know, it's like very clear that we're kind of growing and moving into the next phase of our life as a company. To a lot of the people that have kind of been with us since the early days. So yeah, it's just giving me warm fuzzies. But you know, we're just really grateful to have this um, opportunity to to create something like this. This is something we've had in mind for doing for a long time and getting more into that online sphere. Um, but you know, we're always just so busy with other things. So I guess we'll, we're trying to look at it that um, COVID and also um, F10 have, have offered us an opportunity to create this thing that we wanted to create anyway, but just coming at it from a point of helping us with the structure a lot, which was, um, which was great because it seems like much of an easier undertaking when you've got that kind of support behind it. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's another, I guess, string on our bow, hopefully. And and as you said, like, we can get to a larger, we can reach more people around the world now, whereas, you know, historically, we're just kind of uh, can only service the people that we can drive to. So That's true. Yeah. It's all about it's all about who you can serve more and, and how many people can you make an impact with in the world. So I mean, that's, I'm really excited to see where this goes, guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a really cool question here from Stuart. Um, he actually said great video and you come across great on camera. Now, I know I remember you in the early days. You really uh, I think you were quite new to this, but you have come on leaps and bounds on camera. What would you say your biggest uh, tip is for that? And how did you get so confident? How would you answer that? Oh, um, I think I just had to get on with it. Like I, I do remember um, Tim did some beer some beer kind of tips with me. There are these short little blurs we were going to put on social media probably four or five years ago now. And I was just so nervous. I couldn't quite like took so many takes. Whereas like now, I don't know, you just have to get on with it. And, and, you know, I've said my spiel so many times it, it does come out quite easily and naturally now. <laughs> Practice makes perfect, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We've got um, someone else. So I know we touched a little bit on this, but I mean, I'd love to, how would you say your business improved as a result of the pandemic? So I know there's a lot of uh, suffering with regards to like the economy in this, but I mean, it'd be nice to know highlight what, what areas would you say has improved it? And, and it'd be nice to know what things are here to stay, certainly once, um, once things yeah. go back to normal. Uh, we, I guess one of our goals with this, because we realized very quickly that like it would be very hard to kind of keep our income levels where they were. Um, so we just wanted to make sure that we stayed in touch with the community and, and tried to use it as a time to grow our community. And, um, oh, I've not checked all the stats, but I do know that at least on Instagram, we've gained almost a thousand followers, um, which is, wow. you know, which is great considering we have oh, yeah. 5,000 total. So um, just with people being online, engaging them where they can get you. And then what I also uh, have been, what we've also been trying to do is kind of give people a sneak peek to what we're like. Um, I do think wine is intimidating for people. So hopefully if they can see us live in action on our live videos, they can see, oh, there's nothing really to be afraid of. And and you can ask questions and there's no such thing as a stupid question. And um, so, yeah, I guess it has been just like 
being mindful of also one engaging people in that social way so that they're in your mind, you are in theirs and you build this community. But also with our offerings, when we did get them onto Zoom, we just tried to make them really affordable, realizing that we weren't going to be able to 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 cover our costs like we have in the past. But um, but just bearing in mind that people are uncertain about the future and trying to make it so it's not intimidating and also like not a huge financial burden for people yeah. as well. Yeah. So that no, I think, I think that's amazing. Like, like adapting to the mindset of what the customer would be willing to pay for, but because you obviously want to keep serving them, and and things weren't are not what they were three four months ago. So I think that's amazing that you guys have adjusted like that. Um, it's obviously showing because you've had a twenty five percent increase in your following. So I guess one of the the best results would be your visibility shot through the roof, which is great. Yeah, absolutely great. Um, we've got another question here from uh, Sabrina. She um, she doesn't know much about wines, um, so this might be the perfect course for her. Does she need to have a basic knowledge, or is this course for beginners too? This is cor- uh, this course is for beginners too. I've actually kind of started the course out how I start an in home tasting, so it it does help if you've you know had a glass of wine before. Um, but if you haven't, it's like it'll build you up very very quickly. We just get into you know most people when they start out they like. You know, they're like, oh, I smell wine. But, you know, we give them the keys to understand that, no, these wines smell different. And here's how you describe them. And here's what we look for. And here's why they smell different. And right there, that kind of gets people over this intimidating hump. And they realize there's some method to the madness. And then from there, we just build up on grape varieties. And and we start out with the grape varieties you're most likely to see in a shop. So it's very easy to be like, oh, Sauvignon Blanc. Now I know what to expect from it. I'm really happy to buy that. And also I feel good because even though there are 40 Sauvignon Blancs in the shop, I know what region I'm likely to get, you know, the better characters from. And if I want to get like a super special one, now I understand why there's a 200 dirham price difference between this one and this one. Um, so I, it's uh, totally fine for beginners. Yeah. Don't Amazing. be afraid. Yeah. Amazing. So Obviously, guys, I mean, this is this is upcoming very, very soon. If people want to get in touch with you guys and see when this course actually goes live, how, how do they get, best get in touch and how do they stay connected with what you guys are doing? Great. So we um, we send out a weekly newsletter, which you can just email cheers at thetastingclass.com to, uh, to get put on that list. Otherwise, follow us on social media. We're most active on Instagram and Facebook, uh, where our, our handle is The Tasting Class. Uh, and that's that's the best way to do it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for giving up your time and showing us how you pivoted online. It's amazing to see that you guys are moving on to the, uh, the online digital asset creation age. And um, I look forward to uh, obviously seeing it finished and, of course, yeah. going through the program. I would love to actually have you back a bit later on to see how the success of it goes. But thank you so much. Um, we look forward to uh, see, seeing all the content and you have a great day. OK, cheers, Tim. Thanks. Bye-bye. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be the first to get access to our live interviews, then head over to f10x.com to apply to be a part of our online community.